Hey, and welcome on a Friday. Glad to have you. We made it to the weekend. It is uh, the weekend in which we uh, look at the NBA All-Star weekend. You got the ba- you got college basketball as it's now down the stretch towards the conference tournaments. You got the Daytona 500, the Genesis Invitational, a lot of things going on in the sunshine, and we can maybe, maybe we start to feel just a little bit of summer creeping in, at least visually, at least visually right now for uh, for what it is you and I get a chance to witness. But uh, no baseball. Nothing as of yet when it comes to the baseball realm as uh, the Players Association and the owners not talking. 15 minutes, enough to exchange some business cards, maybe a couple of emails, and a couple of great big knob of and that's it. So nothing out of the baseball world as of right now anyway, which is disappointing. I think we can all state that. Disappointing beyond belief. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, that's the way to do it. Uh, that's the phone number. Get a hold of us there. You can also find us on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. Uh, check out our Facebook fan page. You can find us there as well at The Bill Michaels Show. On Facebook, go to facebook.com slash the Bill Michaels show. And uh, we're on YouTube. YouTube, keep subscribing. That's awesome. I, I, I was looking at that today, the numbers today, and they just keep going up over on YouTube. Thank you so much. We appreciate it very much. Um, as the uh, the channel continues to grow, uh, over 2,150 viewers now, subscribers, which is great. Thank you so much. Uh, but you can go to YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash Bill Michaels show. You can find us on Twitch TV, and do not forget about the podcast, which um, I was, I had a big meeting yesterday, and uh, we were talking about podcasts and commercial insertions and, and all that kind of stuff, and the numbers continue to come in, and I don't know what the numbers are for good podcasts and bad podcasts and all that kind of stuff. They just tell me that the numbers are really, really good. Far exceeding expectations. So, the, well, you know, they are, but that's all losers have to go on. Me being a loser myself, I have that to go on. So, uh, Ben Kenny with the nice drop in to give me a kick to the crotch early on in the show today. I appreciate that. But uh, the podcast is up and running as well. You can find us simply by going to Spotify. You can find us on Google Podcasts and Apple Wise. You can find us on the iTunes as well. Just search uh, Bill My- the Mo Michael Show and you're good to go. Anything new today, Ben? Anything tripping the trigger coming out of today's show? I mean, so I'm hosting the Wisco Sports Show today, and oh. I, I could not help but be amazed at last night, Giannis versus Embiid. And and the Sixers came out on top, but, I mean, the the more I watched them, the more I was thinking about how we've been robbed of seeing those two match up in the playoffs. Right. Whether we're robbed by Kawhi and gravity, whether we're robbed by Ben Simmons folding like a lawn chair, it's like that that is a rivalry that needs to be renewed. Because last night was tremendous, and it's only, what, February 17th, 18th? Correct. It's not supposed to be that interesting. It was inside with Embiid, uh, down on Bobby Portis, and then banging with Giannis, and then Giannis dropping it from the outside like it was hot from beyond the arc. It was back and forth. No doubt. It was was good to watch last night. Unfortunately, for Bucs fans, the Bucs came out on the losing end of that thing last night. But uh, that was a good game. I agree with you. That was a good game. Last night, uh, we were watching it all over. We went to uh, Ernie's Wine Bar up in Grafton. Are you a wine enthusiast by any chance? Not enthusiast. I enjoy it. Okay. Um, why? So I have become 
Um, and I still don't get me wrong. I, I sit downstairs, smoke a cigar, Bud Light, the whole thing. That That's me. But uh, my cousin, when I was back in uh, in Cincinnati for my dad's funeral, my cousin got me on this this wine thing. And he he get, he joined this wine of the month club and he picks these bottles of wine and all that kind of stuff. So I, being the competitive natured person that I am, I had quite a bit of wine at the house anyway. Because every time you throw a party, people bring a bottle of wine. And I always tell people, don't. Because I, I I wasn't a big wine drinker. Even being Italian, I wasn't a big wine drinker. Anyway, long story short, I started collecting. So last night, I went over to Ernie's Wine Bar and found a really good bottle, of a small bottle of Moscato. Uh, I had that last night, uh, along with a German cider, a German cider beer um, that I grabbed over there and then ended up going over to the Anvil for dinner. And I mixed it last night, which I don't normally do. Went over to the Anvil for dinner, had one Bud Light. Had a good dinner, good, really good meal last night at the Anvil in Cedarburg. And everywhere we went, we were watching the game. So that was my point. So we went, uh, you know, through, for the first half we were at Ernie's and then sprinted over to the to the, uh, to the the Anvil and watched the uh, second half of it there and so enjoyed the night. But, uh, yeah, I was watching the Bucks bang around last night and just came up on the short end. But it, Giannis is, I mean, it is Joel Embiid is the real deal. Now, here's the biggest question for Joel Embiid: Can he stay healthy down the stretch? Because he's had health issues. Last year was the knees, and he was hampered by the knees. Otherwise, maybe they go a little bit further, but he was hampered. And last night, he looked strong. He looked real strong, and he didn't look stronger, if you will, than Giannis. But that's a guy that clearly looks as if he's got something. Like last night, don't didn't you get the sense that last night for Joel Embiid was one of those nights where I'm going to come in and prove something? Oh, he. I mean, him and Giannis are cut from the same cloth in that way. Yeah, where yep. every single night, and, and they're not in a league of petulant babies who have to go join all the stars. They want they want to grow something with where they're at, and they show up and deliver every single night. So the only thing that stops him really, aside from injuries, is he gets tired at the end of games. Because he goes all out every play. And, yeah, I mean, right. seeing those two go back and forth the same way, diving on the court, uh, hustle plays, all that, it was it, it was unreal. But, yeah, Embiid does feel like him and Giannis, unlike some of the guys across the league, they, they, they go out there even in the regular season with something to prove. Yeah, they were banging last night. So, good game last night. Bucks came out on the short end of it, but good game last night. Uh, you've got this weekend, like I had mentioned, You've got obviously um, you've got the Daytona 500. You got the Genesis Invitational. You've got uh, the Badgers uh, back on the hardwood. Marquette back on the hardwood as we get to the sprint stretch towards the end of the uh, college hoop season and into the conference tournaments. And then once you get into the conference tournaments, then you're talking about then it's all about how deep you can go to get into seeding. Unless of course you're one of those teams that needs to win it to get in because you found yourself on the outside looking in. So all of that going on this weekend i this is kind of i'm heading up north this weekend i i am excited i to, like later on tonight just gonna go relax and and probably sit at the resort and just do nothing but uh tomorrow maybe out to a sports bar going to dinner tomorrow night just watching the tube doing nothing hot tubbing it back into the room back up to the bar just to kind of watch games and hang out doing i can't wait for this weekend because it's just you're going to see the genesis obviously you're going to watch the Daytona 500 because this is the Super Bowl of NASCAR. If you have any any affinity to either racing or sunshine or just watching the pageantry that it is. And then obviously college hoops coming up this weekend. And a lot of college hoops coming up this weekend. So really good stuff there. And then uh, obviously coming up tomorrow, 
Uh, you've got uh, you've got Illinois on the road, big one in the Big Ten, taking on Michigan State, which uh, which should be a good one. Uh, also, uh, you've got Ohio State hosting Iowa in the Big Ten, uh, a big one over in uh, the Big East because Villanova is hosting Georgetown over there. And then coming up on Sunday, you got Michigan on the road at the Kohl Center taking on the Wisconsin Badgers. That's coming up. Providence and Butler this weekend. Uh, Rutgers and Purdue. Can Rutgers continue their streak against teams in the top 25? Can they knock off Purdue and kind of change things atop the Big Ten? So a lot of good stuff coming up this weekend in in many different facets. So I'm excited. I, I've, I'm, I'm kind of fired up. And even in the Horizon League, you got UW-Milwaukee hosting Cleveland State tonight down at the UW-Panther Arena at the Crest Center. Green Bay hosting Purdue-Fort Wayne tonight. So you got you got local games going on all over the joint. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. Then yesterday, late in the show, uh, word breaks that uh, Tom Clements, Tom Clements, has been announced as the new yet old quarterbacks coach for the Green Bay Packers. Um, oh my God, really? Do we just see this? The college football playoff—they announced that the format will remain the same. Abandoning the efforts to expand to 12 before the end of the current 12-year contract with ESPN, the management committee will now focus on a new playoff format for 2026. Wait, so three more years of just four teams making it, and then we'll see after that. I really thought they'd get this done, like they they were going to move forward with a 12-team format and make it much more. Now, it's better than the old system, that I agree. It's better than the old system. Having at least four teams in the playoff, I get it. But I really thought that they would make, make a move forward. They, I tell you what, the, the college football, the NCAA, they move like an iceberg, man. They really do. They move like an iceberg. So they are abandoning the efforts to expand to 12 teams in the playoffs before the end of the current 12-year contract with ESPN, which uh, comes up at the end of 2025. So they're hoping in 2026 to change the format from four teams to 12 teams. Hell, I'd take eight teams at this point. I'd take eight te- I think even eight teams is fair. I don't think I need 12. Just eight teams is fair. But that's what they want. There you go. Um, Tom Clements has been hired as the, uh, the new quarterbacks coach for the Green Bay Packers. We talked a little bit about it yesterday. So Tom Clements is a guy who... Aaron Rodgers still quotes when he waxes nostalgic about, you know, his progression through the Green Bay Packers. Still goes back to Tom Clements. Uh, he was also um, pretty upset when Tom Clements was let, let go, unceremoniously let go. Not happy about that. Uh, Tom Clements has really no affiliation through the coaching ranks with Matt LaFleur directly. Tom Clements for all that is that coaching staff, a younger, more progressive, more moving forward, motion, McVay, Shanahan, offense, you know, young energy. He's approaching 70. He's like 68 years old. So on its face, when we talked about the Green Bay Packers saying, you know what, we want to go all in on Aaron Rodgers, and we went, "Eh, you know what, maybe that's just public posturing. That way if Rodgers doesn't come back, we don't look like the bad guy. And we, th- we thought, okay, is this the Milwaukee Brewers offering CeCe Sabathia $100 million, knowing 
that the Yankees have already offered him $125 million and eventually offered him $150 million. Is it that kind of, hey, we're going to save some face. We'll make a legitimate offer if he takes it, but we don't think he's coming back. So we thought maybe that would be the, uh, the Super Bowl day quote out of the Green Bay Packers to say we're going all in. We thought, okay, that's the public posturing to say, well, we're not going to be the bad guy this time. But this move, oh, wait a minute. This move, there is no reason. Well, I shouldn't say no reason. I think Tom Clemens is a quality coach. But for, for the way things are playing out in Green Bay, I don't think there's any other reason to bring Tom Clements in other than to be Aaron Rodgers' confidant. You lose Nathaniel Hackett, who Rodgers loved to talk to. You lose Luke Getze, who Rodgers really loved to talk to. Those were his guys. Those guys are out the door. So what do you do? Bring back a confidant. Bring back a friend. Bring back a familiar face. Bring back a respected figure. Bring him back. That's that's what they did. And, you know, some people are saying, well, you know, this is a ploy to get him back. I, I believe it's a ploy to get him back, but I, I think this is, this is the team again listening to Rodgers. I would not be surprised at this point if we find out. Let's say Rodgers comes riding back in in the next two weeks and says, you know what, I'm coming back. Next week, he goes on the Pat McAfee show. And McAfee says, so what up? And he says, I made my decision. I want to be a Green Bay Packer. I want to work this thing out. Our people are working on it right now. We want to bring Devontae back. We want to do this. We want to do that. And I would not be surprised if they asked Rodgers, once Nathaniel Hackett and once Luke Getze left, Aaron, what would you do? And Aaron said, man, Tom Clements is sitting out there right now, and I, I love that guy. He's smart. He's into it. He's got a way of breaking things down. He makes me better. I enjoy talking to him. We had a great relationship. Okay, enough said. Click. They hang up. Call him up. There you go. Hey, Tom, what's happening? How are we looking? How would you like to come back and hang out with Aaron Rodgers? You bet. Damn straight. I would not be surprised if that call was not made and placed in that, in that particular manner. If there was a text or something between Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, Brian Gutekinds, Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, something that initiated that. I would not be surprised. I think, and I've said it all along, I said 75% of me has always said that I believe Aaron Rodgers is coming back. And I think this move was not a move to try to woo him back. I think this move was a move when asked, who would you like? This was a move that was made at the behest of Aaron Rodgers to bring Tom Clements back. That's that. The more I thought about this, uh, that that's where I that that's what I think. That's what I believe. That's what I believe. Stay tuned. We got more of the Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
looking. Welcome back. This portion of the program and the Bill Michaels Show brought to you by Bud Light. They are the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network, and they will be consumed this weekend. <laughs> yeah, boy. Looking forward to it. Um, so I believe, you know, you may disagree, but I believe that Aaron Rodgers had a hand in bringing Tom Clements back. I'm not talking just because they were friends and somebody said, hey, it might be a good idea to bring Tom Clements in. No, I think they went to Rodgers and said, hey, uh, Luke, gone. Nathaniel, gone. You know, what are you thinking? And so uh, I think Aaron said, you know, hey, I, I really had a great relationship with, with Tom. And they said, okay, let's do that. I really believe he's coming back. I don't think this was a move to woo him back. I think this was a move he had a hand in. It just it makes too much sense. It makes too much sense. Because otherwise, I like I said, there's really not that much of a connection. I mean, everybody in the in the NFL world, in the coaching ranks, everybody knows somebody. Okay. There is no seven degrees of separation. There's like two. Okay. Um, it is such a small, close knit community. So it's not as if Matt LaFleur has never heard of Tom. It's not as if Matt LaFleur has probably never spoken to Tom or seen Tom or, or, or studied Tom, you know, it's, it's, it's not that, but in the age difference, in the coaching tree, uh, there's not a lot of familiarity there. That's why I believe, I firmly believe, and I, I mean, some may think I'm wrong, but I firmly believe that this was, uh, you know, hey, Aaron, what do you think? And Aaron said, Tom Clements is the guy. And so they said, okay, let's go. Let's call Tom. And they went in and got him. That's what I believe. I really believe that. Uh, 877-867-1670. Now, here's a question. This is... uh, where where the hell did it go? Where did it go? Okay, this is from Jeffrey. Jeffrey asked me a question. He said, let me ask you this. He said, my take, if we trade Love and he turns out better than average or even great and wins two to three Super Bowls, how many people will bitch about the general manager getting rid of him? I. That is like one of those way out there hypotheses. Two to three Super Bowls? First of all, you would have to really believe that Jordan Love would be the driving force in winning two to three Super Bowls. So, Jeffrey, my question to you is this. Do you believe right now that Jordan Love is capable of winning two to three Super Bowls? And I'm talking as a top-notch quarterback in the NFL. First of all, to ask that question, you I think you're leaning towards, boy, we can't get rid of Jordan Love. He's great. Because great quarterbacks win Super Bowls. Maybe not Hall of Famers, but quarterbacks that, that have a different level. Now, there are, certain, there are certain quarterbacks that got there via a defense. And all they had to do was just, you know, manage a game. Okay, the first guy that comes to mind is Trent Dilfer, Joe Flacco, those guys. They played with tremendous defenses. Okay? I understand that. Hell, you can even say Eli Manning because his defense was fantastic. Both of them. 
even though Eli Manning was a better than average quarterback. I would put Eli Manning almost there with Matthew Stafford in that same level of quarterback play. Good enough to get you there, good enough to win, good defense, managed the game well, didn't turn the ball over, made a few big plays, but probably not Hall of Fame worthy. That type of quarterback. Okay? So you have to believe that Jordan Love is as good as, if not better than, Eli Manning and Matt Matt Stafford. There is, and I know it's a very small sample size, but there is nothing that has made me think. There's no flash that has made me go, wow, wow. Okay, didn't see that coming. This guy's got it. There's nothing. Even, and the argument was, well, in the game against Kansas City, he never took starters reps. Okay, that's fair enough. He's a year and a half into the system. Tell me then why Joe Burrow in his very first season under center. He got starters reps in the preseason and then went off and had a terrific rookie season. May have won rookie of the year had he not gone on down with a knee injury. Right? There's guys that have it and guys that don't. I just don't think Jordan Love does. And I'm now sitting back on the sidelines with my arms folded going, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. So we've seen good quarterbacks come in as rookies and play well. We've seen quarterbacks that have sat a year come in and play well that have had their opportunities. Jordan Love didn't take starters reps. Going into the Kansas City game, he got one week's worth, okay, and then he ends up uh, looking okay. I mean, it was nothing to write home about. All right, well, then after that, for nine straight weeks, he got starters reps because Aaron Rodgers did not practice because of the toe. Then he got the second half of the Detroit game. Was that impressive? No. No, it was not. So... I just don't think he's I don't think he's that guy. If you do, but it is what it is, but Ted says I do given the uh, same opportunity as Aaron Rodgers. I don't. I don't. I, I tell me um David says well he needs to play to prove you're wrong. Okay. How many Let me ask you this, David. How long does it take to prove me wrong or to prove me right? A season, two seasons, three seasons? I The amount of people that believe that Jordan Love is the real deal, tell me why. Tell me what, what has he done? What throw has he made? He made one throw in the preseason to Sternberger that was over the middle, and he dropped it in the bucket. One throw. The rest of the time, he didn't do anything. He has done nothing to impress me. Nothing. So for those that say he's got it, I would love to know what you're looking at. I've looked at a lot of quarterbacks. I've looked at everybody from Achilles Smith to David Klingler, Brian Brom, Graham Harrell. I've seen a lot of guys come into the league. There's been maybe two that I've looked at and went, okay, that cat's got it. Rodgers is one of them. I thought David Klingler could throw the ball, but I didn't think he was a savant. He was too slow. Scott Tolzien was the other, I assume? (laughs) Right. 
Yeah, Scott Tolzien. And I'm talking about just seeing guys up close. I they, I don't think he does. I just don't think he has it. I think it was a mistake, and it's, you know. Ted says they said the same of Brett Favre. No, come on. You're really comparing Jordan Love sitting on the sideline to Brett Favre. Come on. What the absolute hell are you smoking? Holy mackerel. No way. There's no way. He may throw all those interceptions, but no, no. Um, I, I agree. Go look, go look what he did in college. He didn't light it up. And if you go back and I, what I looked at was the highlight reel and throwing to guys that were already wide open. I'm not looking for him. I'm, th- I'm looking for him to throw into holes to guys that weren't open to throw guys open. That's what I was looking for. I didn't see that. Saw it here and there, but not, not, not consistently, not, not that anticipatory throw that I just I didn't see all of that. So anyway, I okay. Well, until he plays and proves me wrong, I'm going to be right. That's it. But if you think that you need to get it rid of Aaron Rodgers to move on to Jordan Love to get to a winning end here, um, I think we're going back to the '80s. That's just my thought, but. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I'm wrong. Put it that way, if that's the direction the Packers decide to go. And I'll tell you this. Here's the other thought. You didn't bring Tom Clements back to be the tutor for Jordan Love. If they believed Jordan Love was a real deal, they would not be pursuing in any way, shape, or form Aaron Rodgers. Right? If you know, if you know that Jordan loves the real deal, then you're already make you're already looking to trade Aaron Rodgers. Right? Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Jordan Love love going on. I don't know. Uh, Put it this way. I hope for those of you that are believers, you're right. I hope that you're, if you're a believer, I hope you're right. That if they go in that direction and then it ends up being Jordan Love's team, I hope you're right. Because I don't want to see the the 80s reappear when it comes to uh, wins and losses for the uh, Green Bay Packers. I would, I would hope I'm wrong. I don't think I'm wrong. I will go into it with a somewhat open mind if indeed that happens. But uh but I I don't think I'm wrong. I don't think I'm wrong. Um so much for football being a team sport. Come on. Really? That's that's the reaction. We all know it's a quarterback driven league. We all know the rules are geared towards the offense. We all know what quality quarterbacks mean. Okay, if you think it's a team sport, 
Okay, let's just go in that direction. Let's just let's just go. It is a team sport. I will give you that. I'm I'm not saying it's not, but let's be honest. Okay, when Brady went to Tampa Bay, why did Tampa Bay become the favorite? Granted, Tampa Bay. Yes, I agree with that. They had some players that wanted to go and play with Tom Brady, right? But then if if it's such a team sport and you don't need a quality quarterback, why are the Jets and Dolphins seriously so bad? Why is Cleveland already looking at getting rid of Baker Mayfield? Their defense was pretty good, right? They had a decent run game, a decent offensive line, right? But why? who are they blaming? Why he sat on the sideline, the Houston Texans. They tore that thing down. They built they built a team. No quarterback. They won four games. Jacksonville. They picked Trevor Lawrence. He didn't do much his first year, but then again they had some turmoil down there. Denver Broncos, what are they looking for? They believe they've got a really good team, but what are they looking for? What are they looking for? Huh? Oh, that's right. They're a seven win team. And they're trying to get rid of an average Teddy Bridgewater. For who? Who? Say it with me, Aaron Rodgers. So don't tell me that it's just a team sport. It is. You need a team. You need 22 guys to be able to play each and every each and every weekend, plus the, the depth on that team. But don't tell me that the quarterback is just another guy and it's the ultimate team sport. Quarterbacks mean a lot. If you've got a better than average on the verge of being great quarterback, chances are your expectations for wins and losses going into any season go up exponentially. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Ted says, if it doesn't work with love, they can always bring in a better quarterback. What league are you watching? What league are you watching? What, what are you smoking? If it's that easy, why didn't New York bring one in? Why didn't Denver bring one in? Why didn't Washington bring one in? Why didn't New York bring one in? Why has Chicago been toiling away for years? Why didn't San Francisco get one? Why didn't Carolina? Why were they they out searching? It's not that easy. You you make it sound like that there's a quarterback tree with these greats hanging on. Ah, never mind. Never mind. Sometimes you wake up on a, like, was there a full moon last night, Ben? I don't know. Was it just, like, what the hell? There is some weird energy. Right? It's kind of, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's sunshine. We had a little bit of warmth. People are starting to thaw out, and their brains are aching a little bit. I have no idea. Well, we'll just go get another one. We got one. No problem. No. No. It doesn't work that way. Um, Think about how many quarterbacks Chicago alone has gone through since Jim McMahon. Isn't it like 20-something, like 22 or 27 quarterbacks? While the Packers over the last 30 years have had basically two? Every year. Oh, my God. 44. 44 quarterbacks? Up until 2020. Holy crapsky. So it might be 46. Oh, my God. That's ridiculous. The Packers, since 85, they had what? Mikowski? When things really started to turn around, then Mikowski went down with the injury. They had traded for Brett Favre. Brett Favre comes in. He never gives the job back. 
Then Favre goes away, and then Rodgers took it over, and Rodgers hasn't, hasn't given it back. For the sake oh of God. counting, though, I do think they count the random guys who started one game. So maybe you'd throw, like, Brett okay. Hundley and Scott right. Tuzin in there. Right, right, But, I mean, we can go through a list of, of guys that have had the starting job, you know, and just say, okay, you know, Andy Dalton came in. He didn't work. Justin Fields was, was the guy. Go back to J- Jay Cutler. I mean, we can just start reeling off quarterback names and and talk about guys that have played more than one or two games for the Chicago Bears as opposed to the Green Bay Packers. And if it's that easy to go get a quarterback, why didn't they? I will say you this offseason kind of feels like there there are more quarterbacks available than normal. But what they're saying is, is that uh, go with love. And if love doesn't work out, then go get one. Right. Right? And like down the street at the Walgreens, you're going to find that quarterback shelf going, oh, here it is. And you're going to pick some guy off of a tree, some random guy coming out of a college nobody's ever heard of, and he's going to be the next, you know, he's going to be the next Tom Brady. It just, it just doesn't work that way. How many teams have been drafting quarterbacks high only to watch them fail? Tua was supposed to be the best of the lot. He's done nothing but struggle in Miami. This year, he started to turn it around a little bit, and that was after the trade deadline when everything was kind of falling down upon his shoulders. They thought that they, he might be dealt for Deshaun Watson if they could get a deal done. But Tua was supposed to be the best of the lot. How long have the two New York teams been toiling away trying to find themselves a quarterback? It wasn't until Baker Mayfield's like second or third season and he finally settled down that Cleveland felt they had one, and then they got the hell beat out of him this year, and they're already ready to come out. The Colts, they picked up Wentz. They thought Wentz was going to be the real deal. He got him to nine wins, but Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz. Trevor Lawrence did not have this spectacular season. Yeah, he did not have the spectacular season. Justin Herbert's good. He's shown you flashes. And then as quick as he makes you a believer, the next week he'll turn away, turn around and give it away again. We'll wait and see what he ends up doing. Teddy Bridgewater, we've talked about him. That He just keeps finding himself on the new and new, ro- new rosters every year. And Denver, they've been trying to find a quarterback since Peyton Manning left. And Peyton Manning's last year wasn't a great year for Peyton Manning, but... They ended up winning it, and then he walks away, and they've been find, trying to find a quarterback ever since. I mean, it's just it's just not that easy. I could play devil's advocate here. I mean, sure. When it when it comes to getting a new one, you're going to need you're going to eventually, right? When Rodgers is done, you're going to need to do it. A big reason why a lot of the bad franchises are stuck at the bottom all the time is because they have not been able to build a team ever. Like, since I since Eli Manning's been gone, you've seen the Giants decline. The Jets right. have drafted linebackers seventh overall for eight years, and they haven't gotten a good one. Um, you, so when you, you look at the Niners... You have to do a couple of things. Yeah. You have to do a couple of things. One, you obviously have to have a general manager in a scouting department that hits. And, and you have to hit on your first three in the draft pretty continuously for about three years once you're in the midst of a rebuild. And secondly, you got to hit on your quarterback. Quarterback play is everything in the National Football League, and if you think it's not, you, and you think you know, well, we're just going to build this defense and we're going to be great, you're, you're smoking rope, yeah. because the rules continuously bend towards the offense. The defense has been snipped year after year after year after year. Once they went from you can't hit a guy coming over the middle, then you can't have hand checking or any kind of hits downfield after five yards. You can't you can, you know face guarding and I mean all that stuff. It is all favored to the offense. So if you think that you can just get by with a defense and at, at best an average quarterback in today's day and age, 
it, those are few and far between, and you're fooling yourself. And even then, you have to have spectacular wideouts and a running game. And, and there's a lot of teams that are still searching for a quarterback to even be able to manage that. So this whole premise that you're going to be able to just, just go find a guy. You just go find a guy, and you're going to be fine. You're, there's no way. Not in today's day and age. I agree with you. Gonna happen. I, I, I agree with you. I also think there is part of it that when you do have to go get a guy, because the Packers will eventually, having more ammunition to position yourself to at least get one that is more of a surefire bet than someone random is beneficial. Right. I, I, no, I mean, no, the Packers I, are better off if Rodgers is there, obviously. But right. it's, I, having more picks going forward, when you have to draft one, that's better than not. And when you have to draft one, you better have a good one in the first round. There is, it's yep. few and far between for quarterbacks that have become really good above average or great in the National Football League when they're drafted outside of the first round. In today's day and age, that's not to say going back years and years, the tides have changed. But now you look at quarterback play coming out of college and the difference between the pro style and the ride and the side offense that a lot of colleges are using to find a quarterback, one, coming out of a pro system, two, intelligent enough to decipher what defensive coordinators at the pro level are throwing at him, and three, being able to uh, be fast enough between the mind and the arm to anticipate the hole and to be able to throw consistently. It, it, those are few and far between. I don't care about a guy that can run a fast 40. I don't care about a guy who's athletic. I don't care. I don't care about that. you got to see a guy read, react, and do it all simultaneously for him to be a good quarterback in the National Football League. You just do. And if you don't, then you're going to be throwing a half second late. You're going to throw a lot of balls that are tipped, picked, into closed windows. You're never going to be on that level of greatness that you need to be. Stay tuned. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Glad to have you. Good Friday. Hey, if you're heading downtown this weekend, you want to stop by our good friends at Steady, second and national, Walker's Point. Going to head down to uh, maybe uh, a game this weekend. They've got shuttles running, uh, shuttles to UWM games, uh, Marquette games. They've got them to Admirals games, Bucks games. Once baseball gets back, they'll be running shuttles every day to uh, Brewers games as well. So stop in. Tell them we said hi. won't be down there this weekend, but I'm going to get down there next week for sure. Uh, also, want to say hi to our gang down at Nice Ash. If you're going to be sitting down and watching the games somewhere out in the Waukesha area, do it at Nice Ash, the uh, cigar bar, hookah lounge, with uh, entertainment last night, tonight, tomorrow. And if you're going to sit down, then maybe one of those big, nice, big, soft leather chairs. Have yourself a good cigar, maybe a scotch, whiskey, bourbon. Check out the uh, Daytona 500 this Sunday. You can do that as well. 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. Good stuff from our friends at uh, theniceash.com. That's theniceash.com. Um, what, 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 what is the question, Ben? So we're, I, just, so we're talking about if a young quarterback is to come to Green Bay and why okay. some franchises have not been able to find one because it's not easy, and, and that is 100% right. true. I do think, though, the Packers have the support system in place to make a young quarterback work. Like, if you put Justin Fields in Green Bay, he has a much greater chance to succeed than in Chicago. 
The Packers have the offensive line. They have the run game, good coaching, good defense, history of success. Right. Like, There's a reason that the Patriots got Mac Jones, and he instantly looks like a solid quarterback because that mm-hmm. is a system that is set up for him to succeed. So I, I, I don't think it's as much of the end of the world if you have to go another route and find another guy because you have the roster and you have the system to bring him up until he is ready and good uh, to then take you over the hump. I would agree, but would you not say then, let's just say the Packers do move on from Aaron Rodgers and you bring in a staunch voice, a veteran voice like Tom Clements, and now it's Jordan Love's turn. With all that, Jordan Love sitting behind Aaron Rodgers for two full seasons, being in the meeting rooms for two full seasons, being able to take starters reps for the majority of time throughout this past season, getting playing time throughout this past season, and now you've got Tom Clements. Would you then say that Jordan Love, it's his put-up-or-shut-up year? Yeah, and and I'm with you. I'm not sold that he can even be the guy. But the crazy thing is, kind of aside from the point, I think there's an argument the Packers would win the North anyway. Oh, I don't. I don't. I think it would be close. I and put it this way. Okay, let's just say you're right. Let's let no. no let's say how many wins would it take to win the North? Ten, nine or ten, nine or ten. Do you think the Packers with Jordan Love have nine or ten wins in them? I do, if they're able to keep the entire roster around. I look at it as he is. He, he didn't even shine in the preseason. Now, in the preseason, remember, he was. they didn't play hardly any starters. So he really hasn't had a lot of time with the Devontae Adams of the world. But he was with Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He was with, you know... Um, you know, Equinemia St. Brown. He, you know, I mean, there's numerous guys he was throwing the ball to. Um, like I said, Jay Sternberger, the only throw that I saw him make that I went, okay, there's a little bit of something there, was the ball that he dropped into Jay Sternberger, who had bracket coverage. He had a guy behind him, had a guy in front of him, and he dropped it right in the middle. And it was a, it was a pretty solid pass. That was the only one I've seen him throw that I went, okay, wow, that guy might have something. Other than that, it's been... Very average to disappointing at best. And some of the reads that he made going back to the Kansas City game and even in the second half of that Detroit game, I went, wow. Um, yeah, I would expect him to be a little more advanced than this at this point. So I just, I don't know. Boy, I tell you, I don't know if he would be a nine-win quarterback, ten-win quarterback. Um, I, I would say I think the Packers have a nine- to ten-win roster. Because Aaron Rodgers is worth, what, three to four wins a year? In Vegas, if that was um, handicapped? Yeah, I think so. So, okay. So, it would be a nine-win roster with uh, a four-win ad for Aaron Rodgers. So, it gives you basically 13 wins. So, they, they would win nine games. And if they win nine, they don't find their way into the postseason, I would assume. If they win ten, I think they're there. Nine, I think they're battling at best. And probably on the outside looking in when it comes to when it comes to the postseason. I, I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, who knows? They could win ten or eleven, and they, it could be just horrifically bad, and they only win five or six. I, there was just there's nothing there that makes me believe without Aaron Rodgers, this team's going to be good. I, and I hate to say that because you got guys like Bakhtiari, you got guys like Kenny Clark, you got you. I just don't think you have. A defense, the defense would have to be unbelievably outstanding. And the reason being is because you know the other team is looking across the sideline. They don't see Aaron Rodgers, so they don't feel the need to go toe-to-toe with Jordan Love, which means they can do whatever it is they want to do. 
With Aaron Rodgers over there, you get up by a score or two, it changes the complexity of the game. With Jordan, with Jordan Love over there, it doesn't. And if Jordan Love's three and out, three and out, three and out, much like we saw in Kansas City and like we saw in the second half of that game against Detroit, in which they lost, um, then I look at it and say, you know what? I, I, if I'm an offensive coordinator, I don't even care about the Packers' offense and what they can or can't do. All I care about is just getting past that defense. And is that defense good enough to support an inept quarterback? Because if they're not, then you're going to keep that defense on the field far too long and all their weaknesses are going to be exposed. It's a great discussion. Great discussion. One hour down, three yet to go on this Friday, the Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. Thanks to everybody watching over on the Bud Light live stream. Good people over there. You're getting a view of the outside. A little bit of sunshine. The snow is starting to melt. It's cool today. It'll be nice tomorrow and over the weekend. But uh, it has gone from, like, snow back there by the Tiki Bar to uh, where the water was laying. Yeah, that's like a sheet of ice now. Can't wait for that all to be gone. So maybe we're doing a show outside real soon. There you have it. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.